explore brain space, a spiritual poem. This is Lama Jigme Gyatso. Welcome to Meditate Like a Jedi. A good-hearted fellow has asked, Can awareness reside elsewhere other than the brain? A Buddhist fundamentalist, well-trained in Tibetan Tantra, could explain that this is a question best answered by exploring another question. What happens to the mind during death and rebirth? A tantric fundamentalist could explain that our awareness could be likened to a locomotive that travels upon the steel tracks of our karma. And that is why we train in the three bringings of highest yoga tantra, or uttara tantra, in Sanskrit. Let us talk of death by not talking of death, but by talking of that with which we are much more familiar with. Every night as we fall asleep, we slip into a thoughtless swoon. This could be likened to the experience of dying. When our mind rouses itself, we dream. This could be likened to the experience we endure during the bardo or in-between state that, occur that occurs after death but before rebirth. When our body rouses itself, we wake up, perhaps just long enough to roll over or exclaim something incomprehensible to our sleeping partner, or perhaps pad down the hall to the bathroom, either to return to bed or begin the day. This could be likened to taking rebirth. It is a three-phase cycle this swooning and dreaming and waking. It is repeated several times each night, every night of our life. Perhaps that is why in highest yoga tantra, first we more deeply acquaint ourselves with the, ex with the circumstances bodies, communication, and consciousness of this life. Not only of ourselves, but also of our neighbors, fellow earthlings, 
and all beings of all worlds, real or imagined. Having contemplated this life as we perceive it, we board the vessel of imagination to explore death, universal and inevitable. We could imagine that every Buddha, real or imagined, impermanently mounts into rainbow light that interdependently absorbs into each Buddha's paradise. We could imagine that every Buddha's paradise or pure land, real or imagined, impermanently melts into rainbow light that interdependently absorbs into each being of each world, real or imagined. We could imagine that every being of every world, other than earthlings, impermanently melts into rainbow lights that interdependently absorbs into each world other than Earth. We could imagine that every world other than Earth impermanently melts into rainbow light that interdependently absorbs into all Earthlings. We could imagine that every earthling other than our neighbors impermanently melts into rainbow light that interdependently absorbs into earth. We could imagine that all of earth other than our neighborhood impermanently melts into rainbow light that interdependently absorbs into our neighbors. We could imagine that all our neighbors impermanently melt into rainbow light that interdependently absorbs into our neighborhood. We could imagine that our neighborhood impermanently melts into rainbow light that interdependently absorbs into our body. We could imagine that our body impermanently melts into rainbow light that interdependently absorbs into our speech. That coarse faculty with which we have communicated with others, both verbally and non-verbally, as well as to ourselves. We could imagine that our speech impermanently melts into rainbow light that interdependently absorbs into our mind, our coarse mind, that emotes, intends, reasons, recalls, and imagines, as well as our subtle mind that passively notices sensations, flavors, 
sense, sounds, sights, and thoughts. We could imagine that our mind impermanently mounts into rainbow light that interdependently absorbs into open space, empty and utterly non-graspable. We rest in this limitless openness with every inhalation and with every exhalation we let go. And this is how we contemplate falling into the swoon, be it the swoon of sleep or the swoon of death. But nothing lasts forever, not even the swoon of thoughtlessness, as our awareness begins to stir passively and non-conceptually, we notice and let go. As our emotions, intentions, recollections, and imaginings begin to stir passively and non-conceptually, we notice and let go. This is how we contemplate the dawning of the dream state, or the dawning of the bardo between the swoon and rebirth into our next life. We could silently and mentally recite the seed syllable of our Yadam, the Buddha whose mantra we rely upon. Doing so, we could experience bliss, physical pleasure, coarse, or subtle. This bliss is felt during each inhalation and during each exhalation we let go. We could move our awareness from the seed syllable to the sensations, first physical, then emotional, first coarse, then subtle, noticing and letting go. This is how we contemplate the fruition of the dream state or the bardo in between, death and rebirth. Allowing our coarser emotions, intentions, thoughts, recollections, and imaginings to articulate the way we could stretch our limbs as we yawn upon rising. We could exercise the love that wishes, enlightenment for all, and the insight that explores how each being's mind could be as non-graspable 
as our Yadam's seed syllable of light, lucid yet void. We could exercise the love that wishes, skillful communications and meaningful relationships for all. And the insight that explores how each being's speech could be as non-graspable as our Yadam's mantra of light, resounding yet void. We could exercise the love that wishes physical health and wholeness for all and the insight that explores how each being's body could be as non-graspable as our Yadam's body of light, sensual yet void. We could exercise the love that wishes circumstantial good fortune for all, and the insight that explores how each being's circumstance could be as non-graspable as our Yadam's paradise or pure land of light, appearing yet void. This is how we contemplate daily waking from literal sleep of our nightly cycle or the rebirth of waking from the metaphoric sleep of death or the enlightenment of waking from the metaphoric sleep of samsara into the liberation of nirvana. We call these numerous contemplations the three bringings, for we bring the experience of death into the path of insight. We bring the experiences of the bardo into the path of mindfulness, and we bring the experience of rebirth into the path of compassion. Yes, these three bringings are a useful way to organize our meditations, but they also use our insight, mindfulness, and compassion to lay the railway track of karma upon which the locomotive of our very subtle mind and its very subtle habit energies could travel from this life to the next. In 80s movies, such as Poltergeist and Ghostbusters, the ectoplasm of spirit stuff was discussed. In Buddhist Tantra, it is the insight, mindfulness, and compassion with which we are concerned. <laughs> 
So yes, a tantric fundamentalist would tell you that between lines or during out-of-body experiences, the locomotive of our subtle minds and their subtle habit energies ride upon the rails of letting go, noticing, and loving. But I am not a fundamentalist. I do not rigidly cling to the certitude of anything. So I cannot tell you if your mind can exist without the body, temporarily or evermore. But it has been my experience that the beauty, peace, and fulfillment of life is directly proportional to the acquiescence, awareness, and amity with which we train. Let us conclude with a simple call to action. This podcast will never have any advertisements, so support us monthly on PayPal and like us on your podcast service to help others find us just as you found us as well. If meditation has felt impossible, boring, or just out of reach, you are welcome to register for the next series of live online meditation class webinars that meet once a week.